Hump Day Quickies Swingers Confessions is intended for mature audiences only and contains explicit language and sexual situations. This is not intended as any professional advice. Welcome to Hump Day Quickies Swinger Confessions. Here in the sex apartment, we share our own sex positive stories and welcome our friends to open up about their experiences in the ethically non monogamous lifestyle. Welcome to Season 3. We are excited to announce an upcoming event we will be traveling to, then we pick up where we left off sharing some of our sexy stories. This includes one of our first sex apartment puppy piles, followed by some rope bondage with Tommy and a few forced orgasms. And we're back at the sex apartment. Just the two of us. Just the two of us. Season three, episode one. Can you believe we are on season three? Where has the time gone? If you had told me two and a half years ago that we would have more than 100 episodes of a podcast and it would be nominated for an award, <laughs> I would have been like, what's a podcast? <laughs> That's true. You would have been like, what's a, what's a podcast? <laughs> I have thoroughly enjoyed this ride. Me too. And we are still going and having fun and have a lot of new ideas for this season. As much as we want to try and shorten our episodes back to those original half hour episodes from season one, we just are not finding that possible. <laughs> the feedback that we've gotten from the unzippings, I think those are a big part of who we are and it really lets everybody know about us. And yeah. gives them a look inside to us. Yeah, we keep hearing time and again that people just really enjoy hearing our take on things after the interview. And we enjoy doing it. So we're finding it hard to go backwards. So Definitely. But that was a big part of our initial setup was trying to keep a short episode. And we're going to attempt to keep them at one hour. That's our goal. After that last bonus episode that was almost <laughs> an hour and a half. I know. We got a ton of messages saying, please keep it this length. <laughs> and I was like, no, that's not going to happen. They love hearing you come a lot. That seems to be another one of the big feedback moments. Well, we'll see how much of that we can fit into season three. Because <laughs> yes, we've please. got a lot of other things, too. <laughs> we have... A guest list a mile long of people that are looking to be on the podcast, which is a fun change. It used to be a begging everybody that we knew and talked to, hey, please be on the podcast. Now we're getting a lot of people coming up to us saying they'd love to be on the podcast. It's definitely nice to have people seeking it out rather than to have to beg our friends to come on. And We had made a rule recently where we were no longer going to ask people to be on the podcast and just welcome those that ask to be on. Right. We were feeling it was taking away from our friendships with our friends. We didn't want our friends to feel as though they had to say yes, right. be nice to us about it. It was something we wanted them to want to do, but we also needed content as well. So it yes. was always a, a little bit of a stuck between a rock and a hard place. It was. And there were some friends of ours that I was surprised were like, yeah, no, we're not, we're, we're not okay with that as they are some of the more vocal people. And it's like, wow, okay. But again, we don't pressure anybody. And if they want to be on, great. And if not, no big deal. And I think everybody that's been on has had a good time. Oh, yeah. I think they all walk away pretty surprised with how much fun it was. And even when they come in with nerves, they walk away saying, oh, it wasn't as bad as I thought. So. It is weird sitting down with a microphone in front of your face and headphones on for the first time ever. And, and then, then talking then, about your sex yes, life. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> But as I mentioned that we were nominated for an award, I lied. We're actually nominated for two. <laughs> Those of you who have been listening weekly for the last couple months know that we were pushing for nominations and now pushing for votes for the ASN Awards. We are nominated as Best Podcast and Best Content Creator. And we still need votes. We do. And there are if links. we want to win. Yes. There are links in the show notes as well as on all of our Twitter and Instagram posts. But it really has been a phenomenal amount of excitement to be just to be nominated. It has. And like I said, had you told me two and a half years ago that we would have a podcast nominated for something, I would have been like, oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> Again, what's a podcast? <laughs> 
This season, we have a handful of ideas. And we're not sure what's going to really come to fruition and what won't. We'll see as we get into the season a little more. First one is a new segment that we want to do called Ask Nessa. Mm -hmm. We've been getting a handful of questions and you love responding to people's questions. Anytime we get a message on Twitter, Instagram, email, you name it, we are quick to respond with our, as best we can, advice, I guess. <laughs> it is. It's tough because a lot of the times I get a really generic question, which doesn't have a lot of specifics. But so the good news is we actually answer. ask the questions back and try to get things clarified so as we can answer. So right. But I'm just saying. If, you, if you're, if you're going to send an email, go ahead and give us a lot of details because, well, you know us. We love details. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll have an Ask Nessa segment. So if you have questions or if there's even towards somebody that we've had on the show or to us personally, I mean, ask whatever you like. All of our social medias, DMs, however you want to get it to us, that's perfectly fine. Email. A lot of our guests talk about their travel adventures. Yes. Over the next year, we are going to venture out and travel to a handful of places. It has been our goal to try and get out of town and see some other places because a lot of our stories begin and end in our hometown and we haven't had much time to venture out and try other things and we get to hear all about it from mm -hmm. all of our friends and we're very excited to have a couple things already planned and hopefully some more for next season. And we plan on traveling to a lot of these places with people that have been on the podcast and should be sharing some of those adventures with them. Yep. One of those adventures that we want to let everybody know about now. It's coming up pretty soon. July 5th through the 9th. We will both be making our first trip to New Orleans mm -hmm. and be at Naughty and Nolens. We will be there. There will be a podcasters meet and greet. And we hear there's a lot of other things that are in the works. Yes. So we will be very much looking forward to meeting anybody that is there that wants to take the time to meet us, which still sounds fucking crazy to me. <laughs> Our booth is going to be empty. Nobody's going to want to I, I <laughs> am very well prepared for that. This will be our first time at a major swinger event. Yes. Really big. We know absolutely nothing about it. <laughs> I'm ridiculously nervous. <laughs> We have been talking to our friends over at Accidental Swingers. Yes. So they've been going to Naughty for a few years now. Yes. I think since 2018 or 19. Marina puts together a Zoom meeting for new people who are going to Naughty. They even put together one for people that are considering it and yes. have questions as to what it is and all of that. Right. We, being new and having questions and all that, plan on going to We will be participating <laughs> on a Zoom call this coming Sunday, May 14th at 8 p.m. We will put a link to the Zoom call in the notes if you're interested, for anybody yep. that's thinking about possibly going to Naughty and wants some more information. Yep. That'll give you a chance to ask questions or listen to other people ask questions and hope that they ask the questions you're thinking of. So we will be on that call and probably asking lots of questions ourselves. The Accidental Swinger podcast, Marina and Tristan, who run that show, have three podcasts devoted to their first time that there that I, they recorded while they were there. I believe it was episodes eight, nine, and 10, and they have little excerpts of things that they recorded sitting together. So they have some experience and they can show us the ropes and give us the lowdown and let us know everything we need to know. And if you can't get on the Zoom, then hopefully you can get to those podcasts and you'll hear it one way or another. You'll get the information you need. We are also trying to figure out a handful of other possibilities while we're there. If you're going to be at Naughty, please let us know. The more interest there is, the more things that we will set up while we're there. We're hoping that we can set up some meet and greets and possibly be able to hang out with some of our fans, any of our fans that want to come out and meet and hang out with us for a little while. But we're not sure of any of those details just yet. So as those details become more clear to us, we will also relay those to you. But again, if you're going to be there, please let us know. Yes, please just let us know if you're coming. We'd love to set up a time so we can do a meet and greet. And on top of that, we are putting some other travel plans in place. 
And as we know more, again, we will share that with you guys. And we just want to be clear that we are not sponsoring and we are not hosting. These are just events that we are just one of many swingers that are going to attend and we will happen to be there. And if we can set it up to be able to meet other people who might want to hang out, we would love to do that and just all be swingers and hang out. This is... Yes, we are not being paid to go to these events. We are not asking for anything at these events. We are... simply attending these events just like you guys. And while we would love to have people come out and meet us, it's just you go on your own accord. (laughs) There are plenty of links on all sorts of sites, even the main sites for these places that can give you details as far as how to book and all that. And we don't have those details. We we don't have a code for you. We don't have a percentage off. We're sorry, (laughs) but please come out. We would love to meet anybody who wants to meet us, anybody who has listened and has some feedback for us. Good or bad, actually. And we do want to hear everything you guys have to say. Yeah. And people come up to us all the time at our local club telling us what they think of things and what they like, what they don't like. And we listen and take it to heart and really enjoy talking about the podcast and talking about the people that come up to us and And hearing their stories. Well, (laughs) swinging too. That's that's a fun one too. (laughs) So with all of that out of the way. Let's get on to the episode. Definitely. We will continue with our stories now. So where did we leave off the last time? So we left off finishing up April of 2021. 2021. And now we start to dig into May. May 7th, four days before the first episode of Hump Day Cookies ever aired. We are here at the sex apartment recording Tom and Lauren's first episodes and Echo and Falcon stop by. And as we finish their episodes, we decide, hey, there's six of us here. Why not head back into the bedroom? And this was the second time that we had pulled out the Motor Bunny and the Sibian to do a Motor Bunny Sibian race. Yes, having perfected the Motor Bunny <laughs> Sibian races with Echo and Falcon the first time. We decided what better way to start this event than to do it again. Yes. (laughs) So in this scenario, Tom was my driver. So he was controlling my motor bunny. Yes. Falcon was driving for Lauren and Lauren was on the Sibian. And I felt this was a perfect opportunity to give the two of them a chance to run the controls. Yes, because, you know, you're so good at it already. You don't need to. It wouldn't have been fair. Just... (laughs) But you get your chance later, so we'll talk about that later. And for those of you who haven't, Spoiler who didn't hear a few episodes ago when we introduced the Motor Bunny races, the point of the race is one person's partner is controlling someone else, trying to get them to come faster than the other. Right. And whoever comes first loses. So you're trying to hold back. You're trying not to let the machine get you there, but yes. these two machines get you there. It's hard. It's a struggle. <laughs> Struggle is real. I got you. It is a struggle to not orgasm on those machines. Did we mention that this was episode 20? We did not. So if this is sounding familiar, it's because this is in the time frame of when this happened. Yes. So this is just our point of view or our perspective on the same story. Had sounds. This was our very first episode using sounds. Back in episode Be- twenty, season one, to be specific. Yes, yes. So you get all the orgasm sounds from Echo and Lauren and me, all the verm and. The- and I will say that is what told us to keep using sounds because that's when the positive feedback really started on those. Anyway, so if you want to actually hear the actual events as they occurred, you can go back to episode twenty of season one and hear all the sounds for yourself. But we're just going to tell you from our perspective. I may drop a quick order has them sound here there today but who knows (laughs) we'll see so anyways we're on the motor bunny and the sibian and it's me and lauren on the machines and obviously tom and falcon on the controls so that leaves echo and yuji i was i was sitting on the i was sitting back on the bed watching this Mm -hmm. while echo quickly undressed and got behind each of you Mm -hmm. and took turns caressing and whispering and trying to get you guys to lose (laughs) (laughs) she was kind of like a fluffer right i I believe she called herself a cheerleader (laughs) oh that's right okay that's maybe a nicer way a nicer term of (laughs) i honestly in this situation i think fluffer might be better but you won the first round as lauren was the first to come at the hands of falcon well he was the experienced driver i mean that is true it's only fair it is (laughs) although he was supposed to be stopping her wait i 
I get these rules so mixed up because I'm really never sure. Like, should the driver be really that good? And then the no, rider the, the be driver that... is definitely trying to make the person come because it's typically oh the in other, this situation but it was a little... he was your partner. Okay, I understand. And that's when I challenged you to see if you could actually come before I could make Echo come. Which is actually a big challenge. I felt that was a very fair thing to do because I knew that I would be able to get her to come quickly and often on that. Yes. Echo mounts the Sibian in front of me and I start up the controls. But unfortunately, while I'm good, I'm not good enough to... Uh, to beat me, who's yes. been sitting on it for... Probably about 20 minutes at this point. <laughs> and like, trying and to hold fighting back. It, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which... One super sexy thing that made it almost near impossible to hold back was the Tom and Lauren sandwich that I was the center of. Yes. So I got a Lauren behind me and a Tom in front of me. And I will be honest, I was very distracted watching that and (laughs) trying to focus on the controls and that and Echo. And it, it was... It was a struggle for me. I'm, that's I have a hard life. I was gonna you know, cry you a river over I know, here. I don't know how I I don't know how I get by day to day. <laughs> you do this thing when the girl in front of you is on either the Sibian or the Motor Bunny, where you lock their legs in. Yes. So the girl is straddling the Sibian in front of me, and on the floor to be. Yes, and I'm sitting the on picture. the couch. Yes, and I have my legs spread apart usually with my cock there for their mouth. And I kind of place my legs over top of theirs so as I can just slide my thighs on top of their thighs and make sure they're not lifting up off of the Sibian because that's the way you women cheat. (laughs) If you lift up just a little, you can remove some of that contact and that's not happening when I'm driving. It definitely is not. So with the Tom and Lauren sandwich and the motor bunny and the 20 minutes prior, I couldn't hold back anymore. No, so I you, just you came and coming. came hard. And- yes. It was my turn to go, okay, I don't have to focus on anything, but let's see how many times I can make Echo come. So you do your fancy trick and you lock her in and you explain to me how you run the Sibian. Very similar to the magic wand. High speed on the Sibian is way too fucking intense for anybody or at least for most buddies. (laughs) So I usually keep it around the midway point and I'll drop it down and up and down and up. And kind of fluctuate there, giving little waves of pleasure. And as I feel the tensing, maybe ramp it up just a little bit more. And as they seem to relax, it's okay, I'll relax with you and then work you right back up. So I feel you were a little bit cruel to Echo in this exchange because she came really hard and then you kept her locked in. (laughs) I kept her there. I slowed it down a little. We all giggled and laughed a little. And then slowly you just, you hear the sounds of it going, picking right back up. Yeah. The the room thought I was just fucking around for a minute, but there was no fucking around. I, yeah, she, she looked me in the eyes and she knew, knew. okay, well, I guess I'm doing this again. Yeah. I knew exactly what you were doing. I was like, oh, he does that to me too. (laughs) (laughs) I love the second one. It's so fun. For you. Yes. Oh, yes. You always scream in horrible discomfort as you come a second time. (laughs) It's not the coming part that's the terrible part. It's the extreme sensitivity and then the immediate that is the part that makes a woman say, I need to lift my ass off of this machine, but he won't fucking unlock my legs. Nope. (laughs) So I get Echo to come a second time. Yes. We pick her up off of the machine, wobbly leg, wobbly leg, lay her down on the bed. At this point, I sit back down on the couch, and Lauren comes and sits next to me, and Falcon comes and sits next to her. She starts stroking each of our cocks and says, you know what, I'm better with my mouth than I am with my hands, spins around, drops to her knees, and takes turns stroking and blowing us back and forth. 
Tom ends up laying on the bed between me and Echo, and he gets a fun double blowjob from me and Echo. Watching the two of you ladies going back and forth while Lauren was going back and forth on Falcon and myself was pretty fucking hot. And this was very early on in our puppy pile days. Yeah. And we hadn't had a lot of experience in group play at this point, so... This was this was, this was a, a newer site. This to was you. Yes. yeah. I was quite pleased watching this. And what I love about these early on exchanges and looking back at them now, I mean, I feel we've come a long way in our puppy piles and how they have evolved over time. But looking back even to the early ones where we kind of almost didn't know what to do, mm-hmm. I still love looking at it and saying, "Look at this! Like there were two girls with one guy, and me and Echo worked together and." still used one penis between the two of us, you know, and same with Lauren. Lauren made herself very useful and went back and forth between two guys. Now, had we have worked that out better, maybe one girl for each guy, but it still ended up being a really fantastic night and everybody had a place. Nobody was left out. Mm -hmm. But I just love that we kind of just figured it out as we went. It wasn't never really very awkward. No, it all happened quite naturally. Yeah. Shortly after me and Echo are giving this back and forth blowjob for Tom, I decide to jump on and ride him for a little while. Yes. And while you are riding him, Lauren takes this opportunity to climb on me and start riding me while Falcon takes his time with Echo. Lauren continues riding me and this has become one of her favorite positions with me. She loves to ride and says that I hit just the right spots for her and it is always fun to watch her get into that space as she comes on my cock. I absolutely love that moment. I love how excited she gets about it. It's (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's a pleasure point for me, for sure. Of course, as it should be. Lauren climbs off of me and Echo and Falcon finish. And I turn to Echo and say, how about you hop on the bed over there next to Tom? So when you had asked Echo to lay in the bed, I knew she had exhausted herself on the Sibian. I've been there. Mm-hmm. Having any orgasm on one of those machines is intense. And she and had two. She had two. Not to mention we literally lifted her off the machine. Her legs were probably still trying to get blood flow back properly. When you had asked her to lay in the bed, my immediate thought was, don't do this to her. Like, I really felt like you were asking a lot of her. And this was actually something we discussed after this event that I expressed to you that I wasn't very happy that you had asked her to lay in the middle of the bed, not because of anything other than I felt that she was going to say yes to you, even if she didn't want to. Mm -hmm. But then after she laid in the bed. Well, first, before she went to the bed, she turned to Falcon and started to ask, is this okay? But before she could even get it out, he's like, yes, go. (laughs) And she said, oh, all right. And ran and jumped in the bed. And you had noticed that exchange, but I did not. And the reason I even suggested it was because I had heard her make several comments about an opportunity to fuck Tom, and she hadn't had that chance yet. I knew Tom had not come yet and was ready to go. So I said, hey, how about you hop up on that bed? And after they checked in, she eagerly hopped on that bed. And I slid in next to her and Tom and I kind of hooked her legs over ours as she took each of our cocks in her hand and started stroking us. I started playing with her tits and kissing her while Tom started fingering her to yet another orgasm. (laughs) After she comes, I reach off to the side, grab a condom, and say, how about you get up on your hands and knees and hand the condom to Tom? And she eagerly gets up there, and as Tom slides into her, I say, hey, your mouth looks open, and I slide my cock into her mouth. Turns out that this was her very first ever threesome. Male, female, male. Yes. And she had been in group orgy situations, but never just the only thing happening in the room was her and two other guys. Mm Mm-hmm. The fact that Falcon was sitting on the couch with you and Lauren watching this was also a big turn on for her. So Tom proceeds to fuck her to yet one more orgasm. But she is blowing you during this orgasm. And I remember this because she couldn't get her iconic sounds out and you actually had to pull out. I wanted to hear it. So I pulled it out because I wanted to. Yes. Yes, I did. And after she comes, the two of them kind of collapse on the bed. And I say, oh, no, sweetie, I'm not done with your mouth yet. And she eagerly gets up, wraps her lips around my cock, pulls back off and says, you're going to come on my mouth, right? 
And I mean, what guy doesn't love to hear that? <laughs> so she gives me a blowjob and it's not very long after watching all that that I finish in her mouth and she finishes super happy. And that was that. And then I suggest, hey guys, you want to go record what? a podcast talking about that? And that is episode <laughs> 20 of season one. Yep. So what comes next? The very next day oh. is Love and Bondage. Yes. Your second opportunity to get tied up by Tommy. Yes. But before we get there, we decide to start your outfit search a little early, which is rare for us. We're getting a little better now, but back in that time, it was definitely, okay, it's six o'clock. We're meeting people in a half an hour. You need to find something to wear. (laughs) That day, we started a little early, and you had decided you wanted to wear... A corset. Yes. I mean, what else do you wear to a love You are a big fan of the corset. I do. I love love the way that it shapes a woman's body. I love wearing them. I feel super sexy in them. I also think you love the way it snuggles you. You are a snuggle princess and love being snuggled by corsets, by people, by you name it. You love being snuggled. (laughs) This is true. So the corset I chose to wear is um, what's called a peekaboo corset. Basically, your tits are out. It's cut out so that it goes underneath your bust. And then you just have the tie or the hooks or whatever the corset cinching is, you know, down the front and or down the back. In the process of deciding to wear this corset, we realized I can't take this off and put it back on. No, there there was no like there was no taking like some it off corsets and putting have it back on. have right. pretty easy clasps that you can put on and off. Not this. This one. did not. No, this was a zipper in the front that once that came undone, we would have to reloosen everything and zip it. And now. it'd be a whole tying. So we had to reach out to Tommy and find out if it was possible to tie me while I was wearing the corset. And we sent him... Well, first we just said, hey, is it okay if she wears a corset? And he's like, no, you can't wear a corset while I'm tying your torso. And then we took a picture and sent it to him. (laughs) Miraculously. (laughs) And then suddenly, I don't know if he did a Google search real quick, but uh, he said, yeah, he thought he could like work around it. And for you, Twitter and Instagram followers, we'll go ahead and post a picture of that just to uh, remind you to give us some votes and enjoy this as much as everyone at this party got to. And also you can see exactly what Tommy is talking about, which is also episode 30. Yes. Our second episode was sounds, which is funny that the nights happened back to back. I I think I got that idea in my head at that moment. And I said, yes, this is when I need to start really focusing on sounds and things like that. So if you wanted to go back and hear those sounds, also the story relayed by Tommy, you can go back to episode 30. Of season one. Of season one. Yes. So Tommy says he'll work with it. He'll figure it out. What a trooper. (laughs) Um, And we go to the Love and Bondage night at our club, and I am starting to get tied up. And Tommy tells me that I have to be very vocal to him in telling him if something doesn't feel good or if there's circulation being cut off because he had never done the tie on anyone. This was the first time he was ever doing this tie. And then also on top of that, I'm wearing this corset. So he wanted to be very safe and he was very concerned about not doing something the right way. Typically, Tommy starts off with a chess harness, so he has a handle in the back that he can move people around with and put them exactly where he wants. He couldn't wrap around your chest because of the spines inside of the corset. So he had to do different ties. Right. So he ends up tying my hands behind my back. In what they call a double column tie. And then suspended me by my arms. Yes. So so they're behind my back, but then up he has, again, this cage type device that he uses that he ties you to. So I'm suspended over top of a bed. If you can envision like a baby <laughs> crib, but then with these kind of steel cubed out supports around it that you can be suspended from. Yes. So here I am suspended from my wrists, essentially, but my knees are on the mattress. So it's not like I'm just hanging there from my arms. I do have some support. Your weight's on your knees, but you're being held up by your arms. Yep. And then he takes your feet. And then he takes my feet and he ties my feet to my thighs or my hips. So they're back all the way. So it's yes. literally the only thing touching the mattress that I have any pressure on are my knees. 
And that's my only point of contact. I would also like to point out that it wasn't your feet that he tied you in. It was your boots that he tied you back on. Oh, the heels. Yes. Yes. Which I find to be visually the sexiest fucking tie ever. I believe we bought specific shoes just for the visual. Specifically for these. Yes. Yes. Moments. But when I say that my hands have me suspended, my face is actually very close to the mattress. It's mm-hmm. it's low. So my ass is up, my face is down, my ankles are touching the back of yep. my hips, and my legs are spread wide open. And your pussy is on full display full to display. the crowd that it's is joining. Aiming towards where everybody is standing, where every where the whole crowd is is yes. developing. But Luckily, my head is in the opposite direction, so I cannot see any part of the room other than just hearing people talking You're and knowing that people are there. I did not see numbers. I did not see eyes. I just knew that there was a crowd. A hell of a crowd at that. So he brings out the wand, and he starts using the wand on me, which is always great. But Tommy says in episode 30 that I was squirming quite a bit Mm -hmm. and that I was grinding kind of back and forth. That is one of the things that I absolutely love about you. You are by no means a pillow princess. (laughs) When you are enjoying something, you are pushing back and showing that you are giving your all just as much as whoever's giving their all towards you, even more at most times. He said that, and I think that he may have interpreted some of my squirming and grinding motion to be more or less a pulling away or a getting away from. Good point. um, Versus a, I want it this way, push it this way, and I'm moving into it, which is usually why I enjoy thrusting into it because I feel I can get what I need out of it. However, because I was squirming, Tommy decided that I needed to stop (laughs) And he needed to have more control. So he braided a rope into my hair, which at the moment was mind-blowing to me. I really just thought it was the craziest thing in the world that he just braided this rope into my hair. But he used that to secure my head in an like upward-looking position. And in Tommy's words, this actually stops your body from being able to gyrate or grind or, or pull away. You so, no longer have that movement of your spine oh. as you are fully locked in that yep. headspace. So now I am locked in, locked down. And that whole forced orgasm part... <laughs> That's where this starts to come into play because now I can't move into it. Now, even though I'm moving into it in a position that I like, I'm also typically moving the wand off of the most sensitive areas. So now he's just got full control of that wand Mm -hmm. and he can put it directly on the most sensitive spots and it's there whether I like it or not. And let's be honest, he's not just putting the wand on you. He's also doing some other things at the same time. So in this interaction, now the time before this, it had only been the wand. So I did not know or expect more to happen, but he did. This time he used his fingers, both in my ass and in my pussy. Yes. Um, and Which I thought was incredibly fucking hot because <laughs> you were working that ass right back into that. And it is very rare that you want any anal play, but you were all for it. So for me, anal play goes hand in hand with vaginal or clitoral stimulation. If I've come, then don't come by my ass at all. Like, I don't want it near it. I don't want it touching it, nothing. But leading up to... Absolutely. Like it's a huge turn on for me to have any anal play leading up to. But as soon as I come, get the fuck away from it because it just <laughs> nothing feels good anymore. Just stop. I am, I am not relaxed <laughs> there anymore. I'm relaxed other places. <laughs> so, yeah. So he's playing with my ass. He's playing with my pussy. I mean, he has the crowd probably like all their jaws dropped because this is not if His you, typical show. If you listen to the recordings that are in episode 30, you hear a loud murmur as things start, but as we get to the end, the room is damn near silent. There are more people in it, but they are just watching in awe of what is happening because just the way you're screaming, the way you're pushing back, the way he's working you, like you said, it's above and beyond his typical show. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, this had lots of eyes on it. And I got to the point where I started saying, no, 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 no. And I didn't really mean no, no, no. Like, I didn't mean no, I didn't want it. I meant like, oh, no, not like more. Like it was, um, oh, my gosh, there's so much more. No, 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 no. Like it wasn't a bad no. And I think you hear it in the audio, mm-hmm. too. And at one point, you and Tommy both thought that I was saying no, like no more. So you had asked me in that moment if, do I really want to stop? And he stopped and he looks at me like, is that your safe word? Are you saying no? Um, I was like, no, yes, more. You know, <laughs> like it was. It was more, more, please. More, please. <sighs> said it was so sultry begging just oh no i'm not fucking done with your fingers your thumb your wand give it more now please i need it and i'm literally getting hard as we're talking about this moment that happened two years ago and i'm just still i mean it really goes down in our books yeah it's it was definitely one of the hottest moments that for me was just mind-blowing because there was so many layers to it that were it was more than just a rope tie session it was for me the hotness started as you're exposed to a room full of people that keeps growing Mm -hmm. i love sharing you Mm -hmm. and the idea of people wanting to see you so I'm getting more and more turned on as more and more people come into the room, jockey for position to be able to see what's going on. I mean, they're stacking three, four, five, six people deep, looking Mm -hmm. over each other's shoulders, trying to get a view of your perfect ass and his fingers sliding out of your pussy, his thumb working your asshole, and you begging for more. Yeah. Well, I did not know what happened next. So you can kind of tell, I only know about it because I heard after the fact, but I did not know it was happening in the moment. As we thought you were unsure if you wanted to continue, as you said more, please, he walked over to his cabinet and pulled out a very shiny metal butt plug and had set it on the bed next to you and continued working you to a more and more heightened state of orgasm. To the point that you have one of the loudest, strongest orgasms I have ever seen or heard you have to this date. Just as you have that, he reaches down, picks up this butt plug, puts it in his mouth to get it wet. He's literally within inches of your ass, and you say, Mercy, mercy, mercy. And he has to stop. And, and I had the no air comes idea. out of the room. I had zero idea. And I feel terrible that I couldn't have. But again, that would have felt awful because I had already come. And something going in my ass after I came, not happening. All it's right, Tommy, there it is. So the but next time, work that plug in first before, and then get her to come. Yes, All right. Yes. But anyways, after the fact, I was, after I had heard that that was the case, I was like, what? I didn't even, nobody like, somebody could have just said, hey, it's almost just hang in there. Hang for- in there just, <laughs> but that's the thing. In that space, when you say mercy, it's over. It's over. It's over. And nobody and argues, no fighting. There just, was no, cool, let me go. just get this in real quick. There was yep. nothing like that. Yeah, it was, he stopped, he respected it. And honestly, if I remember correctly, the reason why I said mercy was not actually a vaginal no. thing. It was an arms and feeling it, thing. I was you, losing <laughs> feeling in my fingers. Yes. So. And you actually said you probably could have gone a little bit longer, but you couldn't feel those arms. Yeah. And at the same time, I had seen you come multiple times and even knowing what was coming, I didn't want to go, wait, babe, one more, one more. I tapped out with you. And 
Yeah. So then comes the next process, which is the untying process. I didn't know any of this when it was happening. I actually just recently found out about something called rope drunk. It's what Tommy refers to as rope space, Mm -hmm. which is similar to like a subspace, but it has its different focuses. So after our recent visit to the fetish ball where Tommy had tied me up in a rope outfit to go to the fetish ball, I noticed something about when he was tying me and then after I had the ropes taken off that was soothing. And actually we heard some of the people in the room talking about how I looked very calm or very Mm -hmm. at ease when Tommy was tying me. And so if you look it up, It's the squeeze. It's the bondage of the ropes that actually does something to release some anxiety. And that is where I find the most pleasure with the ropes, which I didn't know and I didn't put together and I didn't research it. None of that until I realized that moment from the fetish ball. I'm like, why am I just so like, like it was just a very... Ah, feeling. And and I will say that for every one of the bondage things that we've been to, anytime that Tommy's about to tie you up, you are on edge mm-hmm. leading up to it. But the second he starts talking to you and that first twist goes around you, you really just relax. You're all smiles and away you go. And it's something that happens naturally for me. I don't have to go there in my head. I don't have to find it. I don't have to meditate. There's nothing that it just, it's something that comes over me. It's very natural. Similar to that is when you're getting untied after this particular event where I had come multiple times and now I was losing feeling in my hands because of the positioning. I was just, I was done. I was exhausted. I was done. So Tommy, of course, he untied my hands first to make sure that we could get the blood flow back (laughs) real quick. But he's so very conscious of every moment of the untying to make sure that everything is done safely, that you are let down. It's not just a, you know, there you're untied and now go. It's it's a whole process. And there's lots of knots and all that stuff that he has to take out, which I liken to the after sex chat that I absolutely love. He'll talk to me as he's doing it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a very just... You know, oh, yeah, obviously I just came. So there's that after orgasm glow, but also, you know, just that after sex chat that we have with other couples after we've swapped that I just absolutely love that. It's like the best moment. Okay, all that is done. And now I can just like, and mm-hmm. I just be done. You are very chatty during the post sex chats. That's for sure. I feel like those two things kind of go hand in hand with me. If I'm not being untied, I'm. <laughs> I'm chatting and walking around naked. (laughs) One of the things that I love about after you're untied is the rope marks. Yes. And just a couple of days ago, we posted a picture of those rope marks from the fetish ball. And they don't hurt. No. They're just a fun little reminder of everything that just happened. Yes. And they don't stay around for long. Very fucking sexy reminder. And so what is it about the rope marks for you? It's seeing those indentations, me being a tactile person. Like I'll run my fingers up and down a tattoo, just being able to touch and feel the little bumps and ridges that are left in your skin after knowing exactly what you just did while tied up is really fucking hot. Okay. So one thing that we frequently talk about the ropes for me and how much I enjoy it, you'll notice that we don't have stories of me and you doing ropes at home. And I just kind of wanted to discuss that really or briefly touch on it and see where you stand on it. But from my point of view, we did attempt it at one point. We attempted it after the first time that Tommy tied you up and we didn't really grasp the forced orgasm part of that. It was, wow, these ropes look cool. I want to do that. I want to do something like that. And I started looking up shibari ties and things like that and said, ooh, that's really sexy. I want to learn how to put knots in the right places and then slide things through and make diamonds and all sorts of shapes all over your naked body because, well, yay, I get to touch your naked body and I get to tie you up. That thought is fun. But for us, when we got to that point, it was like, all right, cool, let's untie you. (laughs) And I also think that there is a part of this for me that it's not you. Mm Mm-hmm. A part of this is that I have to relinquish control to this other person. 
that is not you, which I feel I can relinquish control to you any day of the week. I trust you. I love you. I'm married to you. Can't get away from me. (laughs) (laughs) No matter how much I tie you up, I guess. (laughs) There is a piece to this puzzle that it's not you doing it, that it's somebody else. And that that takes another mental turn for me. I very much trust Tommy. So it's very easy to just relinquish control to him because he has proven each and every time we've ever been around him or done anything with him that he's trustable, that I can trust him, that he's not going to push my limits outside of what I won't allow him to do. But I also haven't had an experience of bondage in a more private bedroom setting other than like we have separator bars and and, things like like that. That's what, yeah. But nothing of the actual rope bondage that, Tommy does with the forced orgasm. So part of me wonders if another piece of it is the public display of it as well. But I don't know because I have yet to know. I mean, the good news there for me is that (laughs) I love the public display portion of it. And it's actually one of my favorite parts of it. I'm also very afraid to try it in the bedroom and have it be just as good and have you go, well, cool. We don't have to go anywhere to do this anymore. We can just do it here. Because I like the idea of Tommy doing it and watching other people do it. And there's also a tie that Tommy has described where he ties two women together. And I would love to see you in that position as well one day. So, (laughs) All right. Just saying. So maybe we don't test those waters just yet. (laughs) Save that for a little. Which has been a struggle because we have a bed with plenty of different spots that would be very easy to tie you back, hold your legs back and go ahead and do that forced orgasm. And I have thought about it a lot, but it's one of those... I want to keep this option open because there are so many more things that we can do in that space before we bring it back home. They're always going to have their different parts to them that make them a turn on. So it may be a huge turn on to me to do this privately in our bedroom, which will take away some of the anxieties that are there when I'm in public. But I think having some of those anxieties in place when I am in public and I'm doing this that creates a different release as well. So it's a different orgasm. It's going to be a whole different scenario. And I think that's a good thing to bring up right now is the fact that as we're walking around the club, you hide it very well, but you are heavily stressed because you don't feel you're great at talking to people. I don't agree with that statement. I think you're one of the best conversationalists I know, and (laughs) everybody loves talking to you. But for you, it's a high-anxiety situation. Mm -hmm. But once Tommy gets you in his hands, suddenly, ah, you're good. Mm -hmm. And when you come out of it, you're like, yay, I'm Mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. And it's very similar to when we finally finish talking and go to a playroom. That's when... Nessa comes out of her shell and takes control of the room and has an amazing time and then has her naked chat where she's perfectly fine and relaxed and happy as can be. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it'll change depending on the situation. So, Speaking of the end of that situation, as you were getting untied, well, first off, as I was watching the show, a lot of our friends who have been on the podcast were there and a lot of the women were like, I wasn't going to try that, but after watching Nessa do it, yeah, I want to do that. So as you're getting untied, I'm sitting back talking with RJ and Ashley, and Ashley's kind of sitting in my lap, and we're cuddling, touching, and all that. And Echo is getting ready to be tied next, so she's stripping down as you're getting untied, and you come over and sit next to RJ and Ashley and I. Mm-hmm. And it's weird, the second you come over and sit down, suddenly Ashley gets up and goes over to you, but we won't get into that, jerk. <laughs> <laughs> and... You guys are kissing, touching as we watch a handful of our other friends do this. And then we go for a walk because it's getting pretty close to closing time at the club. Yes. And RJ and Ashley walk us past the swing room. Where and the swing has, room meaning the love swing, yes. like the sex swing. Yeah. And the room has like a little S-shaped Liberator S mm-hmm. chase thing and a sex swing hanging from the ceiling. I think she had never tried a sex swing before and she was very curious. And... Ashley says, oh my God, this room is open. It's never open when I want to try it. Can we try this? Because she had never tried a sex swing before. And we weren't sure if she was saying, can we try this to us or to RJ? RJ, yeah. And we kind of, they go in the room and we kind of hang out at the door. And RJ is like, no, 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 come in, come in, come in. (laughs) So we go in and we close the door and we put Ashley up in the swing and I sit back 
because I don't know what's okay or what we can do at this point. You strip Ashley naked, put her in the swing, and you start going down on her. Well, the swing is puts the girl in a pretty, I mean, I'm not the tallest of no. w- women <laughs> at like 5'2", but still I am able to easily access yes. her pussy. And you used your flat tongue technique. <laughs> I don't know if I used my flat tech. <laughs> I don't remember. Don't I mean, say that. I'm, Just I'm say pretty confident I you did. Do not have to keep saying the flat tongue technique. I like that you have a technique that people know now. It's a trademark. Well, we need to coin it something then. Flat tongue technique. Well, that's too hard to say. FTT. Yeah, so I use my FTT on yes, her. Yes, you did. And you got her to come quite quickly in that swing. As that happened, RJ pulled out his cock and he said, okay, it's my turn and starts fucking her in the swing as you and I sit back and make out and watch. Yeah, that was hot. It was. And as they're fucking, the knock on the door comes. Yeah. So it was a very quick session. It's a very connecting situation that I really feel was a incredible moment in our friendship with RJ and Ashley. Because prior to that night, we had kind of talked in passing, but we kind of built up something that night. And then having experienced that with them, we became very, very close friends with them at that point. It was very sensual to watch them have sex. And having been through everything I had just been through through Mm -hmm. the night, I was just in a very like chill state of mind. So I didn't feel the need to have anything more for myself. So it was really nice to sit back and watch them. Mm -hmm. And then to also be there while she's getting to try something new at the same time. And then also to see how that all kind of works, you know, like (laughs) how does a sex swing work? Yeah. I think after having watched them, in that room, I it was a bonding moment for us, and our friendship just blossomed from there, right? I mean, we started hanging out with them very shortly after that, and they have been two of our favorite people. Yes, two amazing friends that we are so lucky to have met in this. We even have experienced, well, we weren't there for, but we have seen them through a birth of a child, so that's been fun. Even went to a first birthday party. Yeah. <laughs> Great friends. And great sex, too. Built on watching them have sex with a sex swing. (laughs) Who'd have thought? (laughs) Thanks for joining us for a Hump Day Quickie. We hope this brought you some midweek excitement. If you have your own confession you'd like to share with us and our audience, please call 844-4HUMP-DAY and leave us a message. Can't wait to hear your sexy stories.